Welcome, Mystics. You're listening to What's the Brew with Lily Moon. This podcast is dedicated to sharing brew that uplifts the collective's ascension, discussing all things mystic, spirituality, and pure magic. This podcast is sponsored by Mystic Moon Medicine. Mystic Moon Medicine is my labor of love to the world where I offer intuitive readings, share the magic of ancestral tools for healing through the apothecary and botanica. Today's brew includes planetary shifts, including Mercury, Venus, and Uranus, plus how to be a witch that is always prospering. Now, before I do stir, I wanted to highlight exchange. My intention with this podcast is to reach as many people as possible. Now, as a listener, you can help support this intention by liking episodes, following the podcast, sharing the podcast on social media, and with, of course, other mystics. Now, you can also support by becoming a patron on our Patreon Mystic Moon Tribe. This is an abundance exchange which allows you to actually receive exclusive offerings that I share with those of you who are part of the Patreon. Shout out to you. Now, all these details will be in the show notes. All right, now let's begin. For the astro forecast, we have Mercury going into Leo, we have Venus in Cancer and Uranus retrograde, and the third quarter moon, which is happening when this comes out in Taurus. So if you're watching this or listening to this, I should say, if you're listening to this as it came out on the day of, then you are getting this right when the shift is occurring for the third quarter moon in Taurus. All right. So Mercury is actually entering Leo at 3.32 a.m. And that is Eastern Standard Time as of August 5th. So this has already taken place. Mercury is currently in Leo, but Mercury will stay there and remain so until August 20th when he goes into Virgo then. Now, this shift is going to encourage us to think a lot and speak with a lot more confidence while being very driven by our heart centers. Now, as you guys know, this is something I will consistently repeat is the fact that Leo energy is very much so surrounded by and um, centered around our heart centers. It's where our pride and joy is, right? Now, Mercury was sitting actually in the first house during this shift, which means that most of our thoughts in our communication can also be very loud and dramatic, like a lion, a Leo, you know, think of it roaring perhaps, uh, but also very impatient and have us not really thinking things through a lot because this is the fire component of Leo. Now, this theme will be very prominent, especially in our relationships um, and romantic relationships as well and all other kinships because Mercury continues to sit opposite to Saturn and Pluto. Now, Saturn and Pluto, because it was sitting opposite to Mercury, these two planets, those two were sitting actually in the seventh house, which is naturally ruled by Libra, which is associated with our relationships, our business deals, our kinships, love. Um, our relationship with money as well, in a sense, because of that Venus component. And so Mercury was sitting opposite to that, sitting in the first house, which is already ruled by uh, Aries. And so we have this like double fire energy that's really lighting up Mercury at this time. And so that being said, watch yourself because you may say some things that can come out very hot and heavy. 
Now, observe more and hold your tongue, okay? Raise your frequency through your words, not your voice. Speaking louder is not going to let you be heard the way you want to be, okay? So there's no point in trying to throw a tantrum. Are you looking for clout and a reaction from those who are quote-unquote listening to you? Or are you speaking up to be understood, Are you speaking up to be heard and understood because you actually have a message that is worthy of being digested? It's not about the loudness of yourself. Your roar does not need to be loud to be effective, okay, beloveds? So this transit is really going to have us really thinking about that. Are you feeling like you have to kind of scream at the top of your lungs? And when I say that, I don't literally mean screaming at the top of your lungs, but are you throwing these tantrums trying to gain attention? Because Leos love attention. It is the sign that rules the sun for the re- for a reason. And the sun is our ego self. The sun, our our zodiac sun sign, literally represents our ego self. Okay, so that is something we can start to see and think about as we have Mercury sitting in Leo. Now, this is also a really great time for us to really get into journaling, especially, and writing a lot of affirmations for ourselves. So for those of you who may be falling out of practice with journaling affirmations specifically and manifesting, This is a really great transit to work with because Leo gives us that confidence. And because we are working so much with our heart centers, we actually start to stride in a way where we have a lot more confidence. And of course, that is really good when you're manifesting because it allows you to see the picture very clearly and allows you to be in a very grounded and very strong space when you are creating these manifestations, which will be oh so very important when you are manifesting because if you don't believe in it then why would the universe believe in it why would it deliver what you don't believe in that just sounds silly all right so think about that and uh let me know what you how you feel about that placement now obviously this is again you guys all very uh general information so if you want to know how this particular transit of mercury and leo is going to be affecting you I highly recommend booking a transit reading with us so that you can receive that clarity, okay? Now, moving into Venus going into Cancer. So Venus has entered Cancer as of 3.21 p.m. Eastern Standard Time um, on August 7th and will remain there until September 6th. So this has also already taken place, but this is very, very important because Venus was in a different space for a very long time, okay? So just remember that Venus was in Gemini for a good while due to her being in retrograde, okay? And so this is something that we really need to be uh, reminded of and keep note of because we will be feeling very unsure and uncertain of the series of events that are taking place as we may not really believe we actually deserve the abundance coming in. And that is because of the retrograde that Venus was in. Venus was sitting in retrograde of Gemini for a good while, okay? And so all that shadow work that we were completing and doing, this is going to be that test moment in our lives where we really get tested by the universe. This is that first round of tests. Okay, I'm going to put this juicy apple in front of you. Now, will you bite? Or will you tell yourself that it is forbidden? Hmm? 
Now, remembering that Cancer is a cardinal sign, so we also may be feeling very pushy and trying to manipulate a situation a lot more. Uh, when water signs get tricky, water itself is very unpredictable, so we may be feeling in a way where we want to kind of push things a certain way to ensure that we can build our security in, in situations. And because it's a cardinal sign Cancer, uh, there is still this sense of impatience. So again, just from earlier what I was saying, this being that first round of tests from the universe, yes, that is happening. So if you've been feeling like you are kind of in a void and things aren't really happening, it's because you're 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 hovering over the cauldron. <laughs> a watched cauldron never boils, beloveds. All right? Let that shit go. It is already yours. Detach from it. Okay? Okay. Now, Venus was also in the seventh house at the time when she went into Cancer and was actually square to Chiron and Neptune. So this shift will be very heavy, actually, in some moments, as a lot of our early childhood trauma will be triggered for deeper healing, but... It will also be um, really healing for our ancestors as there is a lot of ancestral cycles that we are carrying uh, from our honorable ancestors. And those will be also um, not fully healed, potentially, maybe some, depending on how deep those wounds really do do run. Um, but there is going to be a lot of ancestral uh, cycles healing. Now, the reason why I'm highlighting early childhood is because of Neptune being square to Venus. Neptune is all about, is ruled by Pisces, which is about our subconscious. It is very much so connected to our early childhood as well. And so uh, think about this card as like the page of cups, for example. And uh, you uh, just, um, you have a lot of stuff to deal with and it can be intense. Yes, absolutely can be intense. But we also have to um, kind of push through it because if we try to outrun the tides, it'll just it'll just wipe us out. <laughs> so allow yourself to be really gentle with yourself during this transit because it's not going to be all just receiving, receiving, receiving abundance. Yes, that is part of the plan, absolutely. But something that I want to remind you all is that abundance, whether that's through knowledge or material possession, wealth, and our health, in our in our in our relationships, our homes, what, ha what have you, whatever way that, that abundance comes in, it is a blessing. And blessings always require sacrifices. There's always going to be something that is taken or removed to create that balance with the universe. Okay, so allow yourself to really um, take your time with this. Now, the more release and understanding that is completed through this process, the more abundance will pour out and into you. So when you are feeling low and feeling triggered, go internal into your shell like the cancer would and just tend to your wounds. And that's and know that that's, that is okay. It doesn't make you weak. It actually makes you very strong. You know, always to ch choosing yourself is very hard and it's not something that uh, mystics and empaths and so-and-sos do often. Um, but when you do do that, you remind yourself more and more each day to continue to do so. And by leading by example, those around you will do the same. And as you shift that energy, everything else around you is the same, uh, does the same. 
Now, there is much more to be said about this shift, but I will be adding more to this in the next segment, okay? I just wanted to get through the other planet shifts that are happening because there is more. Yes, there is more. Okay, so Uranus is going retrograde and will be going retrograde as of August 15th at 2.27 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, this is happening next Saturday. This hasn't happened just yet. I think it's Saturday. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. But you guys have calendars and such, so you can check to see what day it is. But anywho, I believe it is Saturday. And if it is, I just want to point out that Uranus is ruled by Aquarius. And Aquarius uh, has two ruling planets. So before it was actually Uranus, it was indeed Saturn. And so with this happening on Saturn's day would be wonderful. Now, Uranus will be in retrograde until next year um, on January 14th. That is when Uranus will go direct. Now, when Uranus is going into retrograde, it will be in the sixth house at the time, working in harmony, actually, with Jupiter and Venus and the moon. So there's going to be a trine made with Uranus to Jupiter, and there's going to be sextiles made with Venus and the moon at the time of this shift. Now, this is really great for us. This is going to push us in the right direction, prepping us for the reality check that Virgo season will be bringing, okay? I don't know about y'all, but for me personally, and and from my observations of astrology for the past 12, 13 years, um, Virgo season is very much so uh, that blunt tarot reader maybe myself that is giving you hot 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 tea that your tongue is burning and wakes you up and you're like oh damn okay I get it thank you so but we need to prepare for that because Virgo season is very sacred because it really allows us to shift things back into gear as most earth uh times of the of the year do for the for the zodiac so Anywho, that being said, we need to be prepared for Virgo season, and that is going to be happening. So we will be striking a lot with sudden urges to push forward the bigger plans we've had lingering in our minds. So you can expect to see a lot more signs from the universe that are going to be showing up at this time for you. So again, your angel numbers, your ancestral numbers, um, your spirit guides, whether those are animal forms or symbols or whatever it is, you can guarantee that when Uranus is going retrograde, there is going to be a lot of that happening. And also at this time, the Lionsgate portal will also be closing. So there is a lot of intense energy building up with the outer planets. Okay. And so of course, Uranus is going to be sending that to us as well. Now, the universe actually is gifting us the tools that we do need to improve our routines and ensure that we show up in the world and asking ourselves how we are showing up in the world Um, and reminding us to take our time as the transformation process is a process. So when we are, when this, when this does happen, um, we are going to be doing a lot of reflecting and deep internal reflection uh, about ourselves. Now, Uranus is in Taurus, so it's going to be a long process. But again, Uranus is ruled by Aquarius, which is an air sign. And so a lot of mental clutter, to be honest, (laughs) is what it's going to be. Uh, It won't be a lot of outer spokenness. You might actually see yourselves wanting to be more kept to yourselves, um, which is obviously very important right now we are in the middle of a goddamn pandemic so if any of you little ones humans individuals beings divine beings are not wearing your goddamn mask and i find out 
from any sort of fifth dimensional source, I promise you, it will not be fun. Please wear your goddamn mask. I am not making any threats. I am only making promises. Okay, y'all need to wear your goddamn masks. It's not even it's not even funny. Um, There is so much going on and I will talk about that in another episode. But what you are doing by not doing that is feeding the source that is killing more people who are here to do the work to raise the vibration of the new earth. Okay, and if you can wrap yourself around that idea and digest it properly at your altar, then you might be ready for that conversation for another episode. But right now, just wear your goddamn mask. Thank you so, so much. Okay, back to what I was saying. Uh, Uranus retrograde is going to bring us to a lot of internal reflection and really want us to stay within ourselves and really reflect on what it is that we are um, showing as ourselves. Are we really being truthful to ourselves? Are we being authentic? What is authenticity to us? Um, What is our truth? And is it still the same? Do we still walk at the same beat? Okay, so this is going to be a really good day, actually, specifically um, on this day when Uranus goes retrograde on the 15th of August. It's going to be a really good day for meditating and, of course, um, you know, really figuring out what intentions you want to set for the new moon in Leo, um, which I will be discussing another time in the next episode. And I'll probably release it really early so that you guys can get that. Um, But this is going to be um, a really intense time. Now, reviewing our commitments, loosening up our grip and, and, you know, accepting and allowing ourselves to recharge and rest is really what we should be focusing on right now. Okay, so go back to the beginning of this uh, episode and listen to what I've mentioned about the astral forecast, um, about what is currently happening and and it will be happening for the next... 30 days or so and then of course Uranus retrograde because again this particular shift for next Saturday is going to really help us understand what it is we are manifesting for the new moon in Leo which will be happening on August 18th and I will be letting you guys know all of that astro tea later on Um, but sit with that and really think about your authenticity and what your truth is and how you really show up in the world as yourself. Now, moving into our next segment, uh, Spirit wanted me to talk about energy leaks, okay? So energy leaks is uh, this idea that, okay, we all have our auras. We all have a particular force that walks with us, (laughs) kind of like Star Wars, for those of you who are laughing about that, um, but not quite. Uh, but we do have our own auras, and once we interact with other people, our auras—you know—of course, the energy—it's it's fluid, so it's mixing, of course. And so sometimes there are individuals that we will come across who, um, not necessarily aren't spiritually elevated, uh, but well, although that usually is the case. Um, but the energy, the energy in their aura just does not mix with ours, and it can actually have us feel very off. So, for example, if you are going to a friend's house or a family member's house, or you're hanging out with somebody, and you know when you leave and you go back home or wherever you, wherever you, it is, you may start to feel sick 
physically or even tired, like exhausted. And you might be thinking to yourself, what is going on? You might even wake up the next day feeling like you got beat up in your sleep because you woke up so damn tired and you can't figure out why. Uh, yeah, that's because you have an energy vampire and there is now an energy leak in your aura. Now, this can be uh, highlighted and tracked and noticed through meditations and us, you know, checking in with our internal selves, um, tapping into our chakras. How do they feel? And if you're not sure, you know, how that would work or how to do that, you can definitely um, talk to us about that because um, we are definitely pros at tapping into the chakras. Uh, So there are various ways to really check in with your aura and see what's going on. But that being said, if you are someone who considers yourself a mystic, uh, a healer, a light worker, shadow worker, whatever it is you want to call yourself, um, you know, divine being, star seeds, you are definitely going to be, you know, sensitive to people's auras and Pisces placements, especially you. Uh, You guys are very... uh, or we, I should say, are very um, sensitive to people's auras and just nature in general. And so you need to protect yourself. And protecting your aura, I really think is really important to talk about, especially now with Venus going into Cancer as a transit, because protecting your aura allows you to protect your abundance, okay? And that is truth. Cancer is the yin and the yang. It is also, if you turn it sideways, it could look like potentially, um, you know, the infinity of the six and the nine. And so always connected, you know, and that being said, what you're pouring out is what is going to be received. Now, that being said, remember, cancer is a water sign, so it can be hot and heavy and fast because it's a cardinal sign or it can also be very unpredictable because it's a water sign you don't know what's going to be pouring into you at this time but you can ensure it is healthy for you and going to continue to bless you with abundance based on how you handle your aura and how you protect your aura okay now remember that energy exchange and balance of that exchange is what will define how your intentions manifest okay if you're giving and giving and giving and giving and giving and ain't getting shit back but dry ass dry like chip as my ancestors and family would say you are going to be so exhausted and wake up beat up every single day, okay? So you need to protect your aura. If your exchange is off balance, your abundance will be off balance. If you cannot pour into yourself, the, uh, the universe will not give you nothing. You need to pour into yourself because if you don't, The universe will not pay attention to you. You will always be watched and guided. Yes, absolutely. But that that, that connection to abundance is going to wane like Mother Moon is currently right now. We don't want that. Okay? So take note of that. How do you do that? You nurture yourself before anything. And if you cannot show up for others in that moment, again, 
know that that is okay. And that is what Uranus retrograde is here to remind you of. It is okay to be, um, you know, inclusive and want to just be by yourself. It's okay to want to protect your your uniqueness. It's okay to want to protect your abundance. You should want to protect your abundance, but your abundance is beyond your material wealth. It is also your health. It is your security of your home, your sacred space, and your first home, well, your second home, I should say, is your body. It's you. Okay? How are you taking care of that space? How's your shell doing? Hmm? Okay? So that is what Spirit wanted me to talk about about that. Now, going deeper into that, actually, there's there's a lot more to say. Uh, I'm channeling hard right now, so y'all better <laughs> buckle up or you're in for a ride. Uh, black women, my sisters beautiful black women, mothers of this earth. Okay, listen to that. Mothers of this earth. Yes, I'm talking about black women, black ass women. Hi, beloveds. All the love to you. I pour libations and I uplift your space and your energy. Okay, black women, listen, we are the plug. We are the plug. We are the ones that are pulling people out of the shit always the ones who are depended on and always show up the last to finish first to arrive always supporting and expect not a goddamn thing and that is exactly what is given not always but a lot of times and we swallow it humbly and continue anyway because we know we can rise through anything because that is what our ancestors have taught us however all that ancestral magic needs to be protected protect your energy black women okay and stop tending and nurturing to those who won't even clap for your success or stand up for you period there is a lot of us doing that and i'm speaking to myself too this is something that i'm dealing with because my chiron which is the wounded healer uh, wounded uh, wounded warrior, correction, wounded hero, that's me. See, spirit's talking through me right now, dragging my ass. Anyway, the, wound, the wounded warrior is Chiron, and mine happens to be in Virgo, uh, in the seventh house. So I tend to overpour and feel the need to nurture, nurture, nurture people in all of my relationships and connections. Um, and that is something ancestral that I've carried. And I recognize that, and I tend to it the way that I know is is healthy for me but I'm not the only one who has that and I know that for a fact a lot of black women I know that I know personally have that so if you're listening to this and that fall and you fall into that category think about that and reflect on that please because we really need to unplug ourselves from a lot of heifers out here and the moment that you do notice that shift okay give it one moon cycle and notice that shift all right, back on track now. I want to talk about Venus still a little bit more. Now, Venus does represent uh, fertility and birth as much as it does represent abundance, okay? So Venus will be in Cancer, which is the sign of the divine feminine and mother moon. So really paying attention to your moon cycles. Uh, for those of you who do have vaginas, I'm talking to you. Um, pay attention to your moon cycles very closely. Uh, your universe is a portal. So who and what is piercing thy veil? Hmm? 
who who who's just jamming up your pokey? Hey, eh? who who's who's in there? And what is going in there? You need to protect that sacred space too. Okay? So, this is going to be a really great transit for those of you who fall in that category, who you know, who have that portal and uh really going and paying attention to your moon cycles because it's going to show you a lot about where you are in your spiritual ascension. Now, how can we support and what can we do to support our Yoniverse? Well, uh, doing Yoni steams first and foremost, you know, that really helps with purging and releasing and cleansing and it really helps support the balance um, of your punny portal. <laughs> okay. That is what a Yoni steam will do. And if you are not sure how to do that or what to do with those, um, definitely check out mysticmemedicine.com and look through our apothecary because we do have a Yoni steam blend that can help support that for you if that calls to you, if your spirit calls to that. Um, something else we can do to protect our our Yoniverse is, you know, taking certain minerals and looking into various things that can really help balance us out, like cranberry extract. That's really important, ladies. That can really help. Um, and other various things, okay? Uh, but definitely looking into our Yoniverse is really important in this, in this time. And when you're doing your Yoni steams, beloveds, you can also know that you can speak into it, okay? Because the process is essentially you having some herbs pouring it into some hot water and allowing that to boil until it simmers so that it's not super hot, letting it cool down and so forth. When that, when those herbs are boiling, speak into it. Speak into those herbs. There are spirits in those herbs. There is, you know, you can put your ashe into those herbs, into that water. That water doesn't have to be tap water that's filtered. It can also be full moon water. It can be, you know, storm water, whatever your intention is. Bring, really get like creative with this, you guys. Okay. Now, another way we can protect our auras, um, and the reason why I actually, just before I move on, the reason why I'm highlighting the Yoniverse as protecting your aura is because it is a portal to life source itself, literally. And when that space is in alignment, your intuition cannot be off. And when you actually follow that space, everything else becomes more aligned. We believe that our intuition is in our third eye, and to be honest, it's in our wounds. Uh, those of you that carry wounds, okay? That's where it is. Your gut knows more. Your gut knows best. And so it's important for that space to be really well uh, taken care of and the hygiene to be really thought out through thoroughly so that it's always on point, okay? All right, so moving on to another piece that can help us protect our aura fields is wearing more white and just lighter colors in general. Um, this is something that you will see in a lot of um, African traditional uh, spiritual religions, per se ATRs, and other various uh, spiritual practices as well, where wearing white is very much so something you will see. And actually, if you look at even yoga practices, uh, particularly kundalini yoga even, uh, they too also wear a lot of all white outfits. And it's because it's this idea that white um, is you know, the full spectrum. And so you're, you're attracting that same lightness to you. 
Um, and so to feel, and also by doing that, you're allowing yourself to feel more cool and attract more vibrant energy into your life, which is obviously very important as we are aligning, aligning ourselves to the transit of Mercury. I know you guys, I'm stuttering a lot, but it's because I'm just channeling right now. So I am very sorry. This is how it goes. Um, but yes, so this is really good for the Mercury in Leo transit. Because if we are feeling lighter, that means our heart center is light, which means we can think again clearly and move freely and flow freely into the world, which means we are detached from outcomes to do with our abundance. And so that Venus in Cancer placement is not triggered and we can actually move forward knowing that we are secured and, and taken care of. Okay. Um, Spirit actually wants me to talk about a couple more things to do with our auras because apparently a lot of us really aren't doing shit for that. So we got a couple more things to talk about. Spiritual baths, okay? Spiritual baths are really important. What is a spiritual bath? Google is free. I gave you the words, you're welcome. Spiritual baths are very, very, very important. Um, it is something to do for protection and healing and releasing, okay? These are all the kind of spiritual baths you want to create for yourself or, you know, allow someone to create for you um, so that you can work with these transits even more so. And this is the Venus in Cancer transit because one, Cancer is a water sign, so you're invoking the element of water. Two, you're speaking, you're speaking into that water essentially, you know, if, it's your, if you're creating a ritual out of it, which you can, and that is invoking the element of air plus working with that Mercury transit. Now... Spiritual baths are to, of course, release energy off of you or to re receive energy into you um, or in around you and around your aura again. And so this doesn't have to be done in an actual bathtub, um, although that is my uh, specific and personal preference. I like to have a full plunge, but you can actually create um, like a 16 ounce, let's say, mason jar uh, spiritual bath with your herbs and your fluids, your waters, what have you it is, and sit that in your jar and you allow yourself to keep that in the fridge so that you don't have to keep worrying about making it over and over and over again and the herbs actually sit longer this way. And when you're taking that spiritual bath, you're going to speak it into existence and then pour that over your head in your stand-up shower slash bathtub and over your body and so forth and it will still do the same thing as having a full-on bath okay but spiritual baths are really great for protecting our auras um, I complete these at least once a week I try to intentionally sometimes I don't at all and I can really feel it and I feel very 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 uh, out of balance which is not good for a Libra uh, the other thing that Spirit wanted me to talk about for protection of our auras and just in, with general energy itself are sigils. So carrying sigils um, in your wallet especially for protection and protection over your abundance and for receiving abundance, okay? So you can go on uh, Pinterest, you can go on Instagram, you can go on whatever. You can create your own sigils. Sigils are really just symbols that you, we just draw out on pieces of paper or on a bay leaf or whatever it is, and putting it in these particular places or carving them on our, on our candles or whatever it is, and uh, really invoking that intention that we've had in mind. 
And that's really, really, really beautiful. And so Spirit is letting us know today that sigils can um, work some serious magic as well. And it's super simple. And remembering that it's the intention that you're putting out there. And as you are, again, speaking about any of these things, you guys, whether it's the wearing the white, the sigil, the bathtub, the bath, spiritual bath, sorry, um, the yoni steams, when you are invoking any of these things to enhance and strengthen your aura, remember your guides and your spiritual team, okay? It's, you're not just by yourself. Black woman, you are not by yourself either, okay? I know it feels like that sometimes, but we are not. Walk like you have a thousand ancestors behind you. You have people who are waiting to connect with you. You don't have to know their names. If you do, uplift them, give thanks. But calling onto them and recognizing them and calling into them and calling sorry onto them as you are you know, invoking in this ritual, the yoni steam, the, the wearing white as you're getting dressed, the spiritual baths, the creating the sigils, whatever it is that you're doing, call onto them in your mind or out loud as you are doing this action. That, there, that is power right there. Life is but a ritual. There is a reason why I say that. All right, you guys. So I am done <laughs> spilling that tea. Um, that is going to conclude that segment. Now, moving into our ancestral antidote. Okay, so this is where I'm going to be sharing um, some tips and tricks outside of what I already have uh, from the ancestors who have uh, spoken and have asked and have, well not asked, have said and suggested this is what we think is best for y'all, okay? Well, know what's best for you guys. So first and foremost, Florida water. So just like how I was talking about spiritual baths earlier, the ancestors are highlighting uh, Florida water as a tool. Florida water is a cologne that was made way back when and it was intentionally made as a clone, but it's actually used very much so as a spiritual cleanser. Um, so for those of you who are interested in receiving that, look into that. It's really great to add to your baths, especially because it is used as a protection. Um, and again, speaking into that Florida water bottle and claiming what you want it to bring you and leaving it on your altar with an offering, that is some serious magic, y'all. Okay. Uh, the next thing the ancestors wanted me to highlight is eucalyptus and peppermint as herbs, okay? So these two herbs are very uh, strong in scent, but they actually strengthen and sharpen the mind and they release the throat chakra to ensure we are speaking within our higher self. This is really important because we... Um, you know, we are moving into the third quarter moon that is ruled by Taurus and Taurus actually does rule the body um, and the throat. Now, Mercury is again now moving into and has moved into Leo. So that hot, fiery tongue is ready and weighted like the gun is loaded and ready to go. So, you know, invoking those herbs in any way for yourself, whether that's through your bath, in teas, etc., can really help unblock those pieces of yourself and really help with tune-up of self and ascension as a whole okay 
So, uh, beloveds, that's all I have for today. I am going to leave you with all of that. Remember to um, like this and let us know if this resonated with you. Um, share it with those that you know feel like they will connect. And thank you so much for tuning in. And I will hear you or see you in the next episode. Bye.